Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, and I am coming to you today to bring to you part three of our series on oneness. Uh, two weeks ago, I did on awareness, and it is uh, ultimately important for you to have an awareness of the revelation. There's a, a revelation that is uh, available to us in this season of our lives um, to bring forth an awareness of everything we have uh, an entitlement to because of what Jesus did. Not a spirit of entitlement, not self-entitlement, but entitlement because of what Jesus has done for us, creating accessibility. So awareness is, is ultimately important. And then I talked about uh, oneness part two called Our Place. And there is a place in the spirit, in Christ, in oneness, in the achud, in the one, with one, as one. And this one we're talking about as one. And we need to come into oneness with God. We need to come into oneness in our beings. And then we need to understand that we are one with all of creation, and that's the harmonic, symphonic frequency of heaven needs to be the cadence of our lives. We need to be um, moving at the speed of the cadence and at, at the speed of relationships, and as we become one with uh, God and one with our beings, and then we then we're coming into harmony with everything. And so, this week. Um, I'm going to continue on, but I want to just go back over a few uh, foundational scriptures of this podcast series, and it's found in 1 Corinthians 6.17, that he who has joined himself to the Lord has become one spirit with him. And then in 2 Corinthians 5.17, talks about you becoming a new creation in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, a new creation in Christ Jesus. You become one with the Spirit. How? Because of the blood of Jesus Christ that has created accessibility. When Jesus Christ was on the cross, you were on his mind, yes. When Jesus was on the cross, you were on the cross. Because when Jesus was born, you were born. When Jesus was born again, you were born again. The, the resurrection from the dead, you became many brethren of the firstborn, and his name is Jesus. You are no longer underneath the lineage. You're no longer separated from God, and that's what sin did. It's the great separator. It was the great separation where your spirit was separated from God. That is eternal death. Anything separated from God is eternal death. Hell is not eternal death. That's eternal damnation, but it's not eternal death. Eternal death is being separated from God. Eternal life is knowing the Father and knowing Jesus. When you know someone, you're becoming one with them. That's when you join yourself with the Lord, you're becoming one spirit with him. So I love the other uh, scripture in... in um, Second Corinthians chapter five. I love Second Corinthians chapter five. It's like one of the best scriptures in the Bible. <laughs> Chapters, um, according to how they separated them up. But let's just turn to Second Corinthians five twenty one. It says, "For he who made him, for he made him, 
who knew no sin, that's God the Father, who knew no sin, that's Jesus, to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And last last week we talked about our place. There is a place in God, our place in God, where we are actually in a place. It's our place. We have this place that God built for us. I'm going, I'm going to build, I'm going to make a place ready for you. I'm going to build a, a place for you. I'm getting going to there. And, and we are now, because of we're born again, we are in these places that Jesus prepared for us by his sprinkling of the blood on the mercy seat. Now Holy Spirit had accessibility. When Jesus cried out, Lama Lama Sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken? me. When he did that some 2,000 years ago, when he was nailed to the cross, when he was beaten, when every, every stripe that he received, every, every curse that he received from the enemy, every lie, every persecution, all the bulls of Basham that, that came against him, he pressed through and he stayed on the cross. He could have came off the cross. He could have called forth 10 million angels to come in and, and, and take him down and give him blood transfusions and everything else and whatever. But he, he could have did that anytime. But he finished strong because everything, whip and every nail scar was carving every every piercing point of the thorns of the crown of thorns that pierced into his mind was carving a place of accessibility for humanity there was a place carved out by what jesus did that you became one with he, his blood shed, his body sacrifice created accessibility for the spirit of the living God. The enemy was all about compartmentalizing you. The enemy has always been trying to keep you away. Condemnation and shame. Matter of fact, I break condemnation and shame. You, there's so many, Billy Bob, or I don't know what you're, what you're, but you've been, you were out drinking last night. You were out with a guy named Jeff and you were drinking last night and you're, you're just feeling, you stumbled upon this podcast and you're just looking for, you're looking for some sort of life. You're looking for a reason and, and a comeback. And I just want to say that, that you're being set up for a get up. Get, you, you're, you're set back. You're, you're, it was a dumb mistake, but don't stay wallowing in, in your, in your mistakes. Don't stay wallowing in your separation run back there's the the throne room of grace that's been made available that you can run to in the time of your need when separation comes by condemnation and shame condemnation and shame drive you from the creator the father god of all but but conviction let conviction come upon you and draw you closer you were far off the bible says by the blood of Jesus Christ found in the book of Ephesians you were far off but the blood of Jesus Christ brought you near and then, and then the application of that revelation gave you a manifestation of your salvation. When you believe the blood of Jesus Christ, and I talked about this on a, on a, on a Facebook Live the other day about the, the gospel, well, of, of the doctrine and theology of soteriology. It's the study of salvation. It's the study, study of salvation but it's not just about your salvation because the blood body sacrifice of jesus christ was all about the saving of your spirit the reconnecting of holy spirit to your spirit 
See, there was a connection of the glory of God that was separated at sin. And you were separated and you died. Immediately you died because there was a separation of that spirit of the who's you really were. In the beginning, that, that, that frequency, that spirit was separated from God at that moment. But now, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you've been brought near. And, and the payment has been paid. And when Jesus cried out, Lama, Lama, Sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And, and the father had to turn from his son. And he died on that cross. He gave up his ghost. And at that moment, the payment, blood for blood, what, through one man, unrighteousness entered into the world. That was Adam. Adam had the only authority. Adam and Eve are the only ones had the authority to do what they did. The devil didn't. Man had to use his authority. But I want to tell you, man, the second man, the last man, the, the second Adam came. The seed of God, Jesus Christ, came. And he be, he brought righteousness back in through one man unrighteousness entered but through another man the last man the the second adam righteousness entered back in life for a life the lambs that were slain in the old testament by the priests that would go from the outer court to the inner court to the most holy of holy places he, he would go beyond there after he'd wash his hands in the laver and he'd do sacrifices and he'd purify himself and then he would take the spotless lamb and he would bring it into the holy place and he would sacrifice and sprinkle blood on the mercy seat, creating a propitiation, a, a momentary uh, propitiation, a momentary uh, alleviation of sin. And they could they would do it once a year. And then they would lace in their sins on this goat and send it out into the wilderness as a scapegoat. That's where that terminology comes from. Wise, that was a symbolism of what we are. See, we are the tabernacle. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit because of the blood of Jesus Christ, the, the shed blood. So this is the outer court. My mind, my will, and my emotions are the inner court. But my spirit is the holy of holies. And that was cut off. You know, we could receive moral teachings and we could, you know, be, you know, trying to be good people and train our wills and all that kind of, but it was all without, it was all without failure. There would be moments in time where we would have, you know, look like we're doing okay because we were obeying some, some good rules and regulations that we learned from the Holy Scriptures and that kind of, but the law, the law could never keep us. It's so interesting that Adam and Eve had the perfect situation they only had to keep one law but still they couldn't keep it showing the frailty of man without god being one that's why the whole thing happened is so that we would come into oneness so when jesus cried out lama lama sabachthani my god my god why hast thou forsaken me when he cried that out he gave up his spirit the bible says he laid it down he laid everything down. Nobody killed him. The Romans didn't kill him. The Jews didn't kill him. The Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, humanity didn't kill him. Sin didn't kill him. He laid down his life as a sacrifice. The perfect spotless lamb that 
became sin for us. He who knew no sin was made to be, be sin so that we could be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Why? So when he gave up, gave up the ghost, when, when he cried out that, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He gives up, he dies. Immediately the payment was made. It was the, the, the veil, the, the, the wall of partition, the, the, the blockage, the, the, the wall of separation was broken at that moment and, and the veil was uh, rent in two, creating accessibility by the blood and body sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, all of my teachings are about one thing, Jesus Christ and him crucified. All of, all of my prophecies are about uh, the testimony of Jesus Christ. Everything goes back to the fact about what, what happens now uh, because of what Jesus has done. It's Your faith is not in what you're about to do. Your faith is in what Jesus has already done for you. This is very important. You need to understand that we have accessibility to all the resources of heaven and, and, and that we have now, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, become one with the spirit of the living God. Amen, amen, and amen. So I, I want to just keep going uh, forward in our teaching. And, and in, the, in the new covenant, you only have one law. In the old covenant, there was over 613 Levitical laws that, that the, the, the Pharisees were expected to keep. And there were 10, the 10 uh, laws that, that Moses received on Mount Sinai. Well, I tell you, there's a difference between Mount Zion and Mount Sinai. There's a difference between the mountain of God and, and the mountain of Sinai where, where Moses received the Ten Commandments. Um, there, there's 613, there's the Ten you know, Commandments that Moses received, the, the, the Book of the Law, and, and they were to show forth they were a tutor to show us that we can't make it, that there's no possibility. Like I said, Adam and Eve had, had one, one law and they couldn't keep it. It was the most perfect law-based program ever and they could not keep it. They still, because of, oh, I don't, there's a lot of different things and speculations we can get in there, but the fact of the matter is, we we are not we were been redeemed from the curse of the law because curses is anyone who's hung on a tree and Jesus was hung on a tree for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in him so he was resurrected and so this is the other thing that's really important that we need to understand that we've come into covenantal union and and I went over that a little bit in John chapter 17 that that God Jesus said the fullness of the godhead was in Jesus Jesus our God and our Savior, said to Father God, he says, don't take them out of the world, keep them in the world. But, but I want you to cause them to be one even as we are one. Can you just say as one? I am as one. I am right now as one. I am one with the creator of the universe because of the, what the blood of Jesus did, creating accessibility for us to go into the Holy of Holies. But it created accessibility for Holy Spirit to come into your life. So you were born again because of the blood of Jesus Christ, but by the presence of Holy Spirit in your life. You become one with the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. So in, in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, actually, let me just turn there really quickly. Romans chapter 6, verse 4. Verse 4 says, therefore, we were buried with him 
through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we, we should also walk in newness of life. Amazing. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Romans chapter 6, verse 5 says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, so you died with him. This is, this is by faith. This is what we receive by faith. We were with him through the whole process. I, I shared with you about sumphotos, the, the, um, the uniting together through the whole process. This is what happened. You were united together through the whole process of his, of his death, of his burial, of his resurrection, of his ascension. You, you are united together with him, seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers of darkness. You are seated in glory right now. But you say, oh, how, in that, how is that possible? I just want to remind you today that, that you are a spirit, the, the true essence of who you are, and the, true, the thing that died when Adam and Eve sinned was your spirit died it, it did not what is what, eternal death is separation from god your spirit was separated from your body and and now your 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 body and your soul were separated from your spirit the real true essence of who you are and and life was such a way that we were surviving and and getting along and but god had general graces on on the planet and and he had a plan and 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 some 4,000 years later, Jesus would show up and he would become the, fir the firstborn of many brethren and the upgrade would happen. But the, the, all, all the uh, separation happened in the beginning. But now eternal death is separation from God, but eternal life is knowing the Father and knowing the Son. Intimacy, intimately. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, if, if you're joined to the Lord, that's an intimate connection. Joined to the Lord, you become one spirit with him. Uh, uh, John chapter 17 says we become one by his name. We become one by his, by his word. And we become one by the glory. It's the glory of the Father that raised Christ from the dead. It's that, and then the Bible says that it's the, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. That if, if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in your mortal bodies, that same spirit shall also quicken your mortal bodies. This is what we're going after. We must understand that the spirit was sent as a 100% guarantee to become one with our spirits, reconnecting us to the source of all. I become one with the source of all. So on this earth, I, I am now becoming great a greater and greater resource as one with the source. I, in this physical and soulish realm, am now becoming a resource of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I am being blessed. I have an open heaven. When you get born again, you have an open heaven over your life. And you just need to have accessibility. Have a revelation. Father, I pray today for a revelation of our oneness with the creator of the universe, with Jesus Christ. We, are, we have become the righteousness of God the Father in Christ Jesus. We are in, and our righteousness was as filthy rags, but his righteousness, that's what we have right now, Father. And I'm asking today for revelation, Lord God. Come to these listeners. Come to these viewers. Come to these people that, that are participating in this podcast today. Come. 
spirit of revelation, come and give us an awareness of our oneness. Because when you get an awareness of your oneness, you'll understand that you become one with the source. And that's when you'll become a resource. So we, I live from heaven, ladies and gentlemen. What, what does that mean? Because I am a spirit. I live in a body. I possess a soul. The, the, my body has become the temple of Holy Spirit. So my spirit and the Holy Spirit become one. We're so integrated. We are so saturated. We're so intertwined and, and, and liquefied. And we've come together. I am one spirit with him. And you are. That's what you have become because of the blood. And I would just want to say, accept the payment of the blood of Jesus Christ today. And you will receive more resources than you could use in 10,000 lifetimes. Say, I am a source. I am a resource of the source because I'm one with him. You, you, you never lack a single thing. You will never, ever lack anything because you are one with the source of all. Now, how do you appropriate this revelation? You need to renew your your mind is being transformed. Why am I on here? Because I'm bringing I'm the, the separated part compartmentalization that has happened through trauma. See what sin does in perpetuating sin. It, what it does in doing things uh, contrary to God's dream and God's word and God's God's life forcing the kingdom principles and 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 kingdom values by by continuing down those pathways. You're compartmentalizing. And you're putting up walls of separation in your mind. The enemy's trying to create strongholds and tradition uh, traditions of men according to iniquity. And, and, and unrighteousness. But when I, I'm, what I'm doing today is I'm, I am re, regrooving the gray matter. I'm regrooving the neurological pathways in your mind so that you have a clear conduit so that your mind is transformed by the washing of the water of the word of God. And with the transformation of your mind and the reformation of your spirit, you have the restoration of everything because now there's accessibility of the glory of God to come flooding out of you. You are a fountain of living water. You pull from one one source through the conduit of your being because on the inside of you, you, you have an everlasting door, eternal door of accessibility of your spirit. Your spirit is the door and your mouth is the gate of authority in this realm. So as you, out of the abundance of your your heart, your mouth speaks. The abundance of your heart, the abundance of your mind that has been transformed into the likeness of your spirit who is one with the spirit of the living God. When you speak faith words out of the abundance of the resources of the Holy Ghost in you, you will transform your mind continually, but you will you will completely restore all the things, the spheres of influence, your metron of ministry, your legacy, and, and things can be turned around. And as you understand that you become one with the Spirit of God, your mind by the Word of God is becoming one again with, with your spirit. What was separated through Adam and Eve is coming back together. We're coming back. That's the journey of life is coming back together with the source of all. Why? That So that you can be a resource for, for those for whom nothing has been provided. 
Your Father in heaven loves every person on this planet. He died for every person on this planet, not just an elite bunch of people that he deemed elite. No, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whomsoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How do you get everlasting life? You get it because the blood has been shed, the body's been sacrificed. Jesus paid the price. And ladies and gentlemen, it's about time that Jesus got what he paid for. And that is our prosperity. Uh, he, he wants us prospering mentally, physically, emotionally, socially, financially, and spiritually. Every area in your life, he wants prospering. He wants to give you provisions of protection, peace, power, platforms, and prosperity. He wants to give you all the blessings. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be highly favored. He, But you need to do it by walking in obedience to him. So for the next five minutes or 10 minutes or so, I just, I need to, I need to get to where I, I need to get to today. So I went over some, uh, some photos a little bit that's united together through the whole process. We become one by our faith in the blood of Jesus Christ and what Jesus did. We become one because Holy Spirit came across that bloodline, came into our lives, and now we are one with him. Now we are seated in heavenly places. Now we have accessibility to all the grace. We can run into the throne room of grace in our souls and in our bodies. We can, we can, we can come back into oneness, but we were united together through the whole process. And, and so I just want to turn our attentions um, for the next few minutes to Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And I'm just going to turn there quickly. Acts chapter uh, 2, verse 1. And it says, when, when the day of Pentecost fully had come, and we just, we just celebrated Pentecost Sunday. That was the 50th day. And how that, it, it was replica. And it was a, there was a foreshadowing that happened when, when Jesus died. And 50 days later, there was the outpouring of Holy Spirit, which I'm getting to, which is Pentecost that we just celebrated last weekend. It's, it, it was, for, it was uh, there was a foreshadowing of what happened after the 10 plagues that God sent upon Egypt. And the last plague was that the firstborn of every person that didn't have the blood applied to their lives, their, their firstborn died, okay? But the, so what the transition happened because they thought the 11th curse would come. 11 is the number of transition. They're thinking like, if we don't get rid of these Jews, if we don't get rid of these Hebrews, if we don't get rid of these, rid of these descendants of Joseph, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if we don't get rid of these people, we're all going to die. There was like, death was just permeating the whole nation. So they started paying them. We don't know the riches that happened at the death of Jesus Christ, the, all the the see when you look into in Exodus where where they where they the 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 Egyptians would were just giving them gold and giving them silver and giving them all kinds of things, just saying just please leave, just please leave. We 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 don't want any more curses. They're the ultimate treasures that that Jesus purchased for us. It's like unto that. So so they they gave them. Fifty days later, they went. And that uh, is when Moses went up on top of the Mount Sinai and received the law. It was 50 days later when the law of love, the law of the new covenant was created. 
And when, when the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pen, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, uh, 50 is the number of freedom and jubilee, freedom. And this what was birthed. The law was birthed 50 days after their, their exodus and their deliverance. 50 days after we were delivered from, from the, and, and we had an exodus according to Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, where we were conveyed from the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of the son of his, of his love. When we were transferred from darkness into light, into the glorious light, when we became one with the spirit of the living God, we received a new covenant. We became brand new creations. On Pentecost is when the church was born. It's when they came into oneness and they followed what Jesus, the accessibility had been granted now. And now they were crying out for 10 days. Jesus was on the earth for 40 days. He, they, he came to them in Acts chapter one, told them about all the things they needed to do. And then Jesus ascended into heaven. He, he said, Terry in Jerusalem until you become endued with power. And this is what I'm talking about right here, because the Bible says in Acts chapter two, verse one, it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. One accord is the Greek word homomadon, homothumadon, homothumadon. Sorry, my Greek is terrible. <clears throat> it means uh, a harmony leading to action. They were all in harmony. This is what I'm talking about. You, When you come into harmony, when you come into one accord, when you come into this place of harmony leading into action, there, there's a harmony that God is trying to bring us back into, into the cadence of heaven. There's a harmonic, symphonic frequency that we must receive to come into the the be part of the symphony of the creation of a new day there the trans the the restoration of your spirit which is where holy spirit came in and recreated you because of the blood the transformation of your mind by the listening of these podcasts and the preaching of, of the word of God in other areas and you being transformed by the washing of the water of the word of God, you're being transformed. The, the reformation, the transformation of your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, creating the ability for the restoration of all things. This is about what oneness is and you need to have actually a huge revelation of this so that you can be the answer and the solution. There's so many things out there that are so wrong. There's the enemy is 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 just uh, you know doing double time, overtime, everything he can do to steal, kill, and destroy. But I tell you, every time he tries, we just get better and stronger and faster and more more obedient and more diligent. And the spirit of excellence is increasing. And every time the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit is raising up a greater standard. Greater revelation is coming. And how are you going to handle it? You got to stay focused on your oneness. You got to behold the Lamb. You got to behold His glory, and you need to come in, in into your oneness. So you've become one in your spirit. Now you become your mind, your will, and your emotions becoming one with your spirit. You become one with the Spirit of the Living God, born again, reformed. Your your mind now is becoming one through the washing of the water of the Word with your spirit. Now you have a clean conduit.
for the spirit of the living God to rise up and mantle you, quicken you, fortify and flow forth from you, bringing you into one whole spirit, soul and body. God is trying to preserve you, your whole spirit, soul and body until that perfect day. When is that perfect day? When we shall see him. I hope you're beginning to see him today. Can you see him high and lifted up? And when you see him high and lifted up, that's when his glory fills the temple into a place where it overflows. And that's what happened at the day of Pentecost. It says, when the, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They're in harmony. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. It's all about coming into the revelation of your awareness of our place in him and that we have become as one with him and in becoming one with the source gives you the ability to be the resource in the places where nothing has been provided for people there are people that need your your hope in the midst of helplessness there are people that need to see you prospering in the midst of poverty we are being so blessed in this time. The people need to see you healed in the midst of viruses and, and, and um, sicknesses and diseases. There needs to be a better answer, a, a solution. We are solutionists. We are answer. We're, we're answer-driven, solution-oriented. We use problems. We don't solve them. You're not just about solving people's problems. Don't get me wrong. You're, you're about using them to be platformed into greater places. But there are times in the midst of it all, we, where just out of your relationship, just out of your being a, one with the source, that you bring all kinds of answers. But your focus is not uh, solving problems. Your focus is being one with him, which is the source of all. And then in the midst of that, serendipitously, and an overflow of that wonderful union, you become an answer to everyone. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, about 34 minutes into the podcast. Love you. Thank you. If you if you agree with what I'm saying, can you share this out? There are a lot of people that listen and watch on YouTube and listen on the different podcast platforms that don't download. Can I encourage you to download? That, that, that when you download, uh, it gives me a greater platform. The more downloads I get, the, the greater ranking I'm able to have. So please download. Please share this with your people. If you think that uh, with your sphere of influence, if you think that this is helpful, if this has been helpful to you, share it out. Sharing is caring, like my buddy Isaac would say. And so anyway, just and, and, and also if, if this is helping you, and we have so many different projects, like I've been saying, we're going all throughout the United States. We're going uh, all throughout Canada this year still. But we're also going to Iceland. We're going to uh, Taiwan. And we're going to all, all a lot of different places. And some places, um, they're not able to sew. And, and I want to do, I'm, I'm looking to do projects. Like I want to partner with a couple of big organizations, but I'm going to need some help for, for digging wells in, in northern communities in Canada and different places uh, in, in, in reserves and territories that I'm, I'm looking to do a number of different things, but I need help. 
So if you would go to uh, wakeupintoyourdream.com uh, or barrymiracle.ca is probably the, the better uh, a way to get there, barrymiracle.ca, and you can sow a seed there. If you believe in what we're doing, you can catch up with what we're doing. I have all kinds of resources and and uh, that you can receive from there. Anyway, love you guys. Thanks for being part of the solution. Thanks for your faith. And until next week, uh, bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.